Welcome to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Nolan Edwards. To learn more about Champions Church, visit GodsChampions.com. Anybody ready for another word? How many of the Lord's already been speaking to you today, confirming some things, encouraging you? Um, it's so good. I, I, I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to preach today, tell you one of my favorite messages, and that is trusting God through process. Trusting God through process. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you it's one of my favorites because I've lived it, and I'm living it still. You're living it, and you're living it still. So let's highlight it a little bit. It's, uh, we're going to hang out in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Romans 5, 1 through 5. And I'm going to read it first in the New Living Translation, and then we're going to break it apart. Uh, we're going to uh, reintroduce it in the Amplified. But right now, we're going to read it in the NLT. And so why don't you read it with me? You ready? Therefore... Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. How many know how dearly God loves you? Man, we're reminded again and again this morning of how much He loves us. If He never did anything else for you but give you His Son and eternal life, He gave you everything. But yet, he says, if I gave you my son, my if I already gave you the best, why won't I give you the rest? So here we go. And this hope will not disappoint, lead to disappointment. Let's read. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord a hand of celebration. Can we do that? Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, one of, one of the toughest lessons that a Christian can learn is how to trust and praise God through process. Through process. Through difficulty. Through uncertain time. Through between a promise and, and the fulfillment of that promise. God gives you a promise. You have a dream, you have a plan, you have a vision, and God gives it to you. You know it's a download from God, but you also know there's time between the promise and its fulfillment. There's a process. To trust God through the process is the goal. Have you noticed there's a track record? I've noticed there's a track record in, as it pertains to biblical history and Christian history on the earth. And the Bible, the Bible, the, uh, the, the, the record through the Bible of promise given and when the fulfillment of that promise actually took place and many times it was way beyond the time of the initial promise to its fulfillment. Let's just, let me give you a few of those examples. Noah starts building an ark 
before a flood that would be a hundred years later. Now that is a promise that you had to wait for. That's a long, say with me, that's a long time. That's a long time. Abraham is promised as many sons as the stars, but waits years and years to have it come to pass. Joseph was given a dream, but had to go through a prison in perplexity before he would reach the promise in the palace. David was anointed, as we know, king 11 years before it became a reality, and David had to learn how to behave in the cave in the wilderness before he was given the promise of the throne. There are three seasons to every promise. There's three seasons to every dream. There are three seasons to every, every birthing of what God wants to do. The fulfillment. There's three seasons. There's three seasons when God, here they are. It, the, there's a birth of the dream. There's the death of the dream. And there's a resurrection of the dream. Every dream, every vision, every promise that God gives you. It seems like there's a birth of it, there's a death of it, and then there's a resurrection. And you need to recognize, we need to recognize today where we are in the process. Because you're somewhere, I guarantee it, in the process. Guarantee it. Here's how it works. You receive a promise, a dream from God. To co- comes usually with a burden to do and to accomplish for Him. To bring His kingdom to earth. You get all excited because you have given birth to a newborn vision. And then, with great dismay, you begin to watch what seems to be a death of that vision. The vision dies, people leave, the money dries up, the situation goes crazy. You just can't figure out what to do about it. The day, the moment arrives where you literally come to an end of yourself. It's then. It's then. And only then God will come through with a resurrection. He uses the process to sanctify the dream. So that when it comes to pass, your character has been shaped. Your trust factor in God has been proven. You are more intimate with the Father through the process. Then you stand back. There'll be a day when you stand back and there's been a death. There's been a a birthing. There's been a death. And then the resurrection and you stand back and you go, God, you did this. God, this could not have happened except you resurrected it. You made it happen. We stand back and say, God, you did it. I almost gave up. I thought about giving up. I held on to the promises of God. I held the vision close, and the Lord came through. Like I said, you're, all of us here today, you're somewhere in this process. Birth, death, resurrection. And you know, talking about a God dream, you know it's a God dream when it's beyond you to accomplish it. 
Some of you are, God's burst something in you, and you go, God, that's way bigger than me. And he says, exactly. You're going to need me to see it accomplished. I'm going to take you through greater leaning upon, leaning upon me in every part of your life than you ever have before. I talked about last week, I believe it was last week, about putting the crowbar back into the trunk and wait for him to give you the key. Oh, we, these are, there's so much that God does in us in the process. Everyone here is somewhere in the process. You're either in the birth of the dream, the death of the dream, or the resurrection of it. So if you're in the middle of this process right now, don't give up, don't give in. You shall reap a harvest of blessing if you do not faint. The resurrection is coming. Just because your marriage seems to be on the way out, don't give up on it. Just because your business is barely getting by, don't quit. Whatever God has given you a vision for, but it seems that it's on life support today, ask the Lord to send you some encouragement and new supply of faith and let hope arise in your heart today because God is still on the throne and His promises are yes and amen. He's going to do what He said He's going to do. Like I said, we're going to go back and forth through this passage of Romans chapter 1 through 5, and we're on Romans chapter 2. It says this, through him, in the Amplified, it says, through him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, which is the state of God's favor, grace, in which we firmly and safely stand. You know, before you can step forward to claim the dream God has given to you, you need to understand what favor is. Favor means that God has already prepared things ahead of you so that when you get there, you will walk into them. Some of you need to get that deep within your core today that God is working ahead of you so that when you get there, you walk into them. Favor, means, favor is the way he makes, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to those who are in Christ Jesus. So one of the key things is stay in Christ Jesus. Remain close. He looks throughout the earth to see whom is following after him with all of their heart, and there is where he releases his blessing. Listen, don't expect to serve God part-time and ex don't serve God part-time and expect a full-time Savior. Be full-time. Be wholehearted. We took communion today. That's for wholehearted ones. Followers of Christ. Anything less than that is spitting in the face of God. Oh, it's way beyond tokenism. It's deep to relationship. And in that, God releases blessing. So I'm not just talking about pie in the sky and we just get favor because we get favor because we walk with him. We know him. He knows us. And that's when you get into John 15, which we talk about if you remain vitally connected to me and my words remain vitally connected to you, ask now you ask, now you ask, and it shall be granted to you. 
call. This isn't, this isn't some flip it on the switch on Sunday and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't really serve him and expect favor. So now that we have that all clear, we know what favor is and isn't. Somebody says, well, I don't understand why things aren't moving for in my life. When's the last time you prayed and sought his face? Open the word. Allow him to speak to you. Be intimate with the Father. Why isn't things working out in my life? Are you serving him with all? Because your favor, his favor, his favor lasts a lifetime. Maybe I should have given this message before we had communion today. Favor means that God has already prepared things ahead of you so that when you get there, you will walk into them. How many of you have ever been? I, recently, I was at an amusement park with my daughter, and I went on the Iron Gwazi. Anybody been on that yet? Okay, so get this. First time, I love roller coasters. You can't get them to, I've been on one that goes up from 0 to 120 miles an hour in three seconds, go up four, 400 feet and comes right back down. It's called King Dakar in New Jersey, and I've also been the one at Grand, uh, Grand, what is that one in Cedar Point? Same one. Outrageous. The whole thing happens in 16 seconds, and you're done with the ride. It's crazy. Okay, so I get on Iron Gwazi, and uh, this wasn't the point, but I'm going to get back to my point. But I got on Iron Gwazi, and that thing rocked my world. I mean, that thing, I mean, I had my, and get this, a miracle. Here's a, here's a minor praise report. It was major to me, but it might be minor to you because it wasn't yours. I had my cell phone in my back pocket, sitting on it. I was sitting on it. And this, this roller coaster comes down that main thing, and then it bends in. That's, ra- that's just radical. Bends in, and it's, and the whole ride, I'm going, I mean, everything was coming loose. I was just going, what? I mean, this thing was intense. You get the point? And it flips you twice. And you're having an open roller coaster with no straps over the top. It's just what, a, a seat. Okay? And it, then it straps you in, and this thing flips. And then it gets you back, and you're still going... So, then it flips you again. And then it flips you the third time. And it holds you there. And then, and I remember getting with that ride. Brianna goes, so how was it? I go, I couldn't say anything for a minute. I was just going, wow. Wow, that thing was intense. So we get off the line, and we're walking out, and uh, we're walking down, and I'm still going, wow, what just happened? And then I go, my cell phone. Where's my cell phone? I was sitting on it. 
where's my cell phone? You guys, isn't that a terrible feeling? Where's my cell phone? How much do we rely on that stupid thing? Without it, we're like, I'm lost. Where's my cell phone? So I'm like walking out. So I can't find it anyways. Set a claim out. And let me just say that. I've got to move on. But that roller coaster height at that any of those spots are at least 50 to 75 feet in the air. And so we put in a thing before we left the park a little early. So we went back and we went to custom, uh, customer service. We told them, filled out another report. And they said, well, yep, and, uh, by the end of the day, we'll look. so by 7 o'clock, not 9, when it closes, they went out. Someone found my phone. They gave me a phone call. And uh, I get there. I wish I could show I left it in my office. The whole screen had no screen protector on it. It was fine. The whole back of the phone was fine. Just had this little bitty, I mean, below was just concrete and rocks and wood. It was just a small, I just think my, my, my guardian angel was on point and just said, let me just put this to the ground for you. Because that's the only way you could say that that sucker did not smash the smithereens. I just wanted it back to recoup my stuff. I wasn't expecting to come back, and I use it still every day. Praise the Lord. All right. That's my major, minor miracle. When you're waiting in line, talk about favor. I didn't forget. You see, God's, let me go back to that real quick. His mercies are new every morning. And let me tell you something. Aren't you glad that he pursues you with his goodness and his mercy? That's a promise for those who are faithful. Waiting in line, when you're waiting in line, I noticed waiting for Iron Gwazi for 65 minutes, which is short line. We were waiting for 65 minutes. I noticed these people running up and right at the front of the line. Hey, that's not fair. Hey, how'd they do that? Of course, I know how they do that. It's very costly. But you get the point that these people are able to come from and it's like the favor. They're in the front of the line. And there's a season and you're just going to go, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe we should do that pass next time. And it wasn't our season, right? I mean, we, we had already made our decision, and so this was their season. It wasn't my season. So they were at the front of the line, and they could get there quickly, and I'm standing six, 60. I have about 60 more minutes to wait. My point is, when you have favor with God, there's a point in your life where it's, there's that, that waiting time that you're back waiting, and you see people getting rushed to the front of the line, and you're like, my point is rejoice with them because your day's coming. The front of the line season is not your season yet, but rejoice with those in the body that are at the front of the line and say, praise the Lord. What, look what God's doing because here's the thing. They came through their season of death and now they've been resurrected. Now they're at the front of the line. Rejoice with them. Praise God for what he's doing and know your season's coming. Turn to somebody next to you and say, your season's coming. If it's not already here, it, it's coming. Favor means that God has put you in front of the line. There's a reason why you can't 
why we can truly rejoice because your season's coming. You see, we enjoy a degree of favor from the moment we're saved, but in, the, in order to walk into the rest of our destiny, we need to receive more of it. And the way it usually works in the kingdom of God is that you have a kingdom objective and you have to ask for favor. And, you, and words are powerful. Say with me, words are powerful. What you say, what you decree, what you declare over your life. Don't, don't, don't speak curses over your life and expect blessing to come. You need to declare what God says over your life, which is only good and only blessing. But in order to walk into the rest of this, we need to receive more of it, so we need to declare our words. If you don't open your mouth to declare that you want your purpose to line up with God's purpose, and if you don't ask for God's help, you won't receive it. It says in James 4, 2, tells us you have not because you ask not. So begin to ask, begin to declare, and declare the word of God, what he said over you. Declare it out loud. That's a declaration. It's not a thought. It's a declaration. Speak to the airways. Speak to, let the enemy know what you what you are saying. Let the Lord know that what you're declaring and let your own heart rejoice because then let it rise up in faith in the moment of despair. You declare your way out of trouble. You declare your way out of oppression so it doesn't become depression. You declare your way into your future, into your destiny because God's word is true. And when you declare it, it's active. It becomes activated and it works on your behalf. I remember the story of Jabez. Remember Jabez. Jabez asked that the Lord would make him a blessing and walk in favor, though his name meant pain and perplexity. When you line up your life with God's word and open your mouth and ask for favor, God will rain it down on you. Ask the Lord for the rain in the time of the latter rain. His favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. Raise your voice and establish the fact that you are the favor receiving end right at this minute. And even if you just lost your job and you don't know where the next one is coming from, declare something like this. Here's a declaration for you. De declare something like this. I am high, say it with me. Come on. I am highly favored of the Lord. His favor is making me irresistible. His favor is preceding me and making me away from me. He is making others look at me with favor. God has declared it and, I, and has already sent it. All I have to do is ask and then I'll get up, get in on the outpouring of favor. I'm going to get in the outpouring of favor. Is that you? Come on this morning. Let's go to Romans 5.3. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardships produce patient and unswerving endurance. That's a funny thing, isn't it, how the Word of God tells us to be joyful when trials come. Really? You see, when God's on your side every day, every day is a day to rejoice. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Even in trial, yeah, especially there too. Because he's doing something in you. You know, he only, he only disciplines you if he loves you. And if you're not disciplined, I guess, so thank God for the discipline. 
In the death season of the dream, there are troubling circumstances that may last days, months, or years instead of just an hour or two. But our approach should be the same. We must declare the goodness and the faithfulness of God even in the midst of our trial before we have an answer. Before we have the answer. Why do we have to endure certain times, certain times of uncertainty? Well, there's this thing called sacrifice of praise. You know that you start to coming, one of the things that you know that you'll be coming through the season and you're getting it is when, the pra- when the pra- your praise rises up in the midst of perplexity. In the midst of the times that are almost unbearable, yet you praise Him. Some of you came in today and you're like, if one more thing, just one more thing happens, I don't know what I'll do. But you came today really by faith. And here's the thing. You begin to praise Him in the midst of perplexity. You mid- Paul and Silas begin to pray and praise in the midst of perplexity and God set them free supernaturally. First what happens is He sets you free here and then He sets free your circumstances. I love Bill Johnson. He says your internal realities become your external one, which is just a a way to declare the biblical truth that your internal realities, that which is going on, that from the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, and and out of the heart flow the issues of life. So the Lord wants to heal hearts today. The Lord wants to heal disappointments. The Lord wants to heal things that you have been holding on to. But let me tell you something, he's good and he's faithful. And bring it to him. Come into his presence with praise and thanksgiving. And say, Father, I lay this at your feet. And I release this to you. Release this from me. In the moment of your greatest perplexing times. In the moment when it seems like all hell is broken loose and where's heaven? Praise him. Praise him. It's a weapon in your arsenal. Praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Praise Him. It's a part of your promotion to praise Him in perplexity. I'm going to stop there and go to the next point. Romans 5, 4. And endurance, fortitude develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity. Say with me, approved faith and tried integrity. Wow. Endurance develops maturity of character, which is approved faith and tried integrity. Tried, tried integrity did you know that your integrity will have a test whether you're going to stand with the character of God through that situation and that folks is a part of your promotion and it's also a part of your encouragement it's a part of making decisions in tough and difficult situations when everybody else says go ahead and the Lord says don't Who are you going to serve? 
who are you going to serve? Choose you this day whom you shall serve. Man's opinion, God's ordering, God's blessing. Let endurance develop maturity of character, prove faith and pride integrity, and character of this sort produces the habit of joyful, get this, you know what it does by doing that? It produces the habit, a joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. So, you know, when you get into the throne room of God and you stay there, and, and we're not just a hearer of the word, but we actually do it, it actually brings joy to you, it releases favor to you, and you walk in times of perplexity with the greatest joy because you know that he causes all things to work together for those who are in Christ Jesus those who are called according to his purpose let me tell you something God will never fail you God will never stop the blessing but let me tell you something you need we need to come make sure we're in that right alignment with him at all times and see before the delay we talk about a delay and we're talking about this thing of the dream and this vision that God gives you, you may have felt like you were on the verge of something spectacular. Let me tell you something, you are. God has not changed his mind about you in the midst. He's at work preparing for you what he's pre prepared, preparing you for what he's prepared for you. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, 35 through 36. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to pursue persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. Don't give up. Don't give in. When you handle pressure, listen, and opposition well, it always will launch you into your promotion in the kingdom of God. When you maintain the character of God, and purify of heart, purity of heart in opposition, when you persevere, it literally launches you into promotion. In the spirit, in anointing, in favor of God. How many want the favor of God in your life? God was doing a lot in David's heart. His character in the midst of the, of the years of trial. Joseph, Abraham. Noah. It reminds us, though, that the further you go with God on this journey, the less of you that can, or the things that you carry currently, you're not going to be able to carry into your promised land. So, let me just grab this stand over here. And this stand is my instant props. So let's just say this is the PSA check line. TSA, TSA, not PSA, TSA. And you know, if you go on to, you're headed to the plane and you have something on you that doesn't belong or they think might could cause danger to someone uh, on the plane, another passenger or whoever, um, you walk through this, beep. We do that, right? Beep. They need to scan you and remove whatever and check to see that you don't have something dangerous. 
Same thing in your walk with God. Your destiny's over there. You're standing here and you're carrying things. That when you go through the checkpoint of heaven, the Lord wants to take something off of you so it doesn't cause destruction to others in your future. So that when you get to your destiny, you actually sustain it because you're a man of character and integrity. So, you have an anger issue that flares up. You spout off these choice words when pressures come. Well, it's my Irish in me. I can't help it. It's just my Irish heritage. I have to do it. No, you don't. That's not the, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. One of the things in the fruit of the Spirit is self control self control fruit of the spirit so you're on your way to your destiny and you got an anger issue um sir yes yes lord nolan yes lord i need you to leave that here that anger I need you to leave it here because you can't go through this checkpoint to your destiny until it's gone. You see, sometimes we think we're waiting on God. He's waiting on us to make adjustments. We can go all day on this one. You give me any issue. I, I really, really, but God, you know, I really like women. I really like looking at them. They're amazing. They're really, obviously, you, you made them for me to enjoy, didn't you? You know, I just, I just, I just enjoy them. They're so beautiful, and so I just, wow. Beep. Oh, I, I need to leave that here? Yeah, you need to, you need to leave that there. You mean that looking at pornography once in a while? Yeah, that needs to stay right here. I can go all day. I told you I can go all day with this. What's your issue? Tell me. Oh, you're not going to tell me, are you? See, even as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit's telling you your issue. I don't have to bring it up. He's already talking to you. Come on, somebody. It's quiet in here. You're a narcissist. Controlling everything. Controlling everybody. You use them for a season, and uh, then you discard them. You need to leave that here. I don't know what. Let me just see if the Holy Spirit gives me something here. Anxiety. Concerned about every single thing. God. Oh, 
if I don't if I don't have anxiety, it's not gonna happen. I have to be there and stand in the gap for with my anxiety. And beep. You're not gonna go to your destiny. You're not gonna go to that promise, that life beyond what you're experiencing until you leave anxiety. Everybody get the point? Three of you got the point. Do we need to go back? I, I, I can bring in anything up. Anything, anything. You get the point. If, if you, if you want to know, things that might need to be adjusted. Get back into the Word and see where your life is the opposite of what the Word of God says. And then you'll know, I need to leave that at the checkpoint. Because the Bible says love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Oh, you see, in just one passage, there's a lot of alignment, isn't there? So whatever the Spirit of God is telling you today, oh, man, quit carrying it. Unforgiveness, big. Bible says, I can't forgive you if you don't forgive them. And some of you, you might have some stuff that's like huge, maybe abusive situation, verbal, sexual. And I'm sorry. Sorry any of that ever happened. It's not God's plan. I never think it was. But by his grace, and Jesus provided for every one of you to be healed and leave it at the checkpoint and step into your future. He loves you so much. He wants to take that which was so hurtful to you, heal it, heal your heart, and then release healing to others through your healing. That's what God can do. That's what Christ provided at the cross and his resurrection. Healing that goes beyond our understanding. Peace. To persevere means that we're making the right decisions in the midst of our relationships, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of waiting for the promises to be fulfilled. It's actually a part of the dream being fulfilled and that is our development. The dream isn't just an event. It's the process of trust and the formation of character and the strength of faith through the valley on the way to the mountaintop experience. 
So when we make the right decisions, the godly decisions, the righteous decisions, when we have the right directions, the right reactions, the right motives, when we persevere during those times, it releases tremendous promotion. And let me tell you that God still uses the seed that dies to bring forth 100-fold fruit. And God wants to bring 100-fold fruit through your life. God still uses loss. And if you and I will carry it correctly, if we persevere before the Lord and we let that thing that we are facing or that, that season to be buried into the mercy and to the grace of God, God will bring back a public vindication for anything that you have lost. The anointing God will give you will be seven times stronger than before when you persevere rightly through the death season. When He resurrects you, not only you will notice, but everyone will notice. Are you still with me this morning? Last one. Romans 5.5 Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Often we want God's resources, but if you're like me, we haven't always wanted His timing. We want His hand, but we don't want His calendar. We forget His work in us while we wait is just as important as what we're waiting for. Waiting means I trust God, knows what He's doing, and I have no other plan B. I just trust Him. When you know that he loves you more than anyone can love you and he will not hold withhold anything good for you, even correction, then you know that in the right season, in the right season, it's going to happen. I close with this, Proverbs 13, 12. It says, when hope's dream, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Romans 4.18 says, In hope against hope, Abraham, in hope against hope, Abraham believed that he would become a father of many nations. As he has been promised by God, so numberless shall your descendants be. What does that verse mean? What well, ties in today? That's why I brought it up. It ties into this message. Some of you are hoping against hope. What does that mean? It's a good thing. One of the things Abraham believed God for was that he and Sarah would have a son. And this was not a sensible belief. It just wasn't sensible. Why? She was barren way before any promise of God, purely. But in the human perspective, it was not possible. And Abraham and Sarah were outrageously far beyond the age when human beings are capable of having children. Like, yeah, they were ready for their own diapers. They weren't ready for children's diapers. Paul says here that in hope, Abraham believed against all hope that not only would he finally have a son with Sarah, but that God would keep the promise to him to make, the fa make him the father of many nations. And Paul quotes this promise that comes from Genesis 15.5, which says, As Abraham looked up in the starry host of seven, God 
heaven, God told him, so shall your offspring be like that. Even when Abraham and Sarah were younger, like I said, she was barren. In the natural realm, there was no reason for them to expect it. You see, hope, what is hope? Hope is a desire that has a plausible reason or a basis for it to happen. Hope concerns something that can actually be expected. Childbearing at their age was not that expectation. Naturally, no way. But God. But God. You see, when we hope against hope, it's almost a greater hope because you're not putting your faith in anything that you see. Because what you see in front of you all says impossible. But your faith is in the one who does the impossible. And he makes it possible because that's who he is. He can create something out of nothing if he has to. And he did with you and me. He blew breath into it. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you're in the season right now that you're hoping against hope, and, but your hope is in God to make it move and to shake and to shift, it's in the right place. He's still a miracle working God. He just wants to know, does anybody still believe him? It says in Romans 4, 17, just before 4, 18, it says, I have made you a father of many nations in the sight of him in whom he believed. That is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Hope and faith are not based on a denial of natural conditions. They are based on God's spoken word despite the natural conditions. The natural conditions, I see them, they say this, but God. Healing in your body. The doctors may say today, this week, this is it. This is what we see. The natural says, oh no, but God. But God. But God. Faith is a heart knowing that God is able and willing to change natural circumstances to fulfill a promise previously previously given to you. I'm here to declare to you, praise God for the birth of the dream that you carry. And if that's been recent, just be aware, there will be a death season. And that can be sometimes long. Be determined be a graduate and be promoted out of that season. Because I guarantee you there is always for a child of God a resurrection. And it's coming. Let God say with me, let God do that work in you. Father, I let you do your work in me.
Don't stop at salvation and call it a day. Step across the river into your promised land. That takes that Romans 12, 1 and 2 into play. Now that you know Christ, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Let God transform every part of you. Be that vessel He works through. Be in tune to Him consciously all the time. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? You have a river inside of you. Let it go. Don't dam it up with introspection, brokenness, and past rejection, unforgiveness. It dams up the river. Hear this word today. Let it flow. The beginning of letting it flow is laying it at the feet of Jesus who paid for everything. And don't pick it up again. And let God, let God. I see in front of me amazing people that awaken to their calling and their purpose. That in this season hear the voice of God like never before. Who step out in faith to heal the sick, raise the dead even. Cast out devils. Walk in purpose. Take mountains. Take mountains. And walk out of their valley and be mountain climbers. Mountaintop experience people. I see mighty warriors in front of me. Even if they have sharp slippers on on the front row. I just noticed that, bro. That's it's special. It's really, where'd you get those? Uh, I feel like all of a sudden that commercial where the guy is Pinocchio says, you have potential and you have potential and his nose is growing. Noah, you know what? God's got an amazing plan for you, bro. And, and he's going to use your uniqueness to even wear a shark. Can I have one of those? Can you just pick one of them? Even to use. You think I was kidding, didn't you? I mean, that takes some guts to wear that to church. It takes guts to walk out of the house with that. <coughs> but let me tell you something. I encourage you to be you, to walk in your own shoes, and watch what God does, all right? I appreciate you bringing them today. Let's stand together. What you're experiencing right now, joy, is the joy of the journey should be yours all the time. Come what may, it should be yours. 
anything that's stopping that joy from overflowing, even in the midst of trial, you need to have a time with Jesus. Because life should be a feast with him. From glory to glory to glory, no matter the season. Can you say amen with me? Come on. Let's just thank the Lord for his word today. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Awesome, God. You are awesome. I'm going to just ask our, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come. And maybe you were here and didn't make a move in your heart. Maybe you had an inkling in your heart to give your life to Christ when Brianna mentioned it earlier in communion, but you haven't. Well, just come, team. Whoever you are today, come, please. Um, and if, if I could ask Sherry, if you could come too, please. And Brianna, please come. Could you guys come and just be ready to pray for some people? I know we have some people out of town. Wherever you are today, if there's something that the Spirit of God's telling you to leave and to, tr- and to lay at His feet, do it. These guys are here to pray with you through some of this. And some of you just need someone to come in agreement with you on some things. Need healing in your body. This team is here for you. Most importantly, God is here today for you. And he uses these guys who prepared their hearts to release to you. So, Father, we just, can you put your hand on your heart real quick? Just do that, Father. We just give you our heart. And we don't want to hold anything back, any crevice, any part, any little hidden spot. We want it to be highlighted. We want it to be uh, spotlighted by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Show us those things that are stopping us at the checkpoint on the way to our purpose, on the way to destiny, across to our promised land. Reveal to us. For we know out of the issues, out of the heart flow the issues of life. We want all of our issues to be kingdom aligned. And so we we release right now the turmoil of yesterday. We release unforgiveness. We release these things. Anger. Self-promotion. We just release these parts of our lives of that. We feel like we need acceptance because we feel rejected. So we, we strive. We strive to be known. We just want to be known by you, Father. You'll take care of the rest. So reveal to us these things in our hearts that need to be laid down at your feet. And we just, and Lord, we release them. But Lord, we also bind to our life joy and peace. We bind to our soul, we bind to our soul joy, peace, love, your love. For as our soul prospers, we will prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe for more content each week. If you'd like to learn how you can partner with us, visit GodsChampions.com.